Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What's going on here? The weekend. The weekend. Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Friday. For most people, Friday is just a day before the weekend. I can't wait to the end of the week when I rap it to the rhythm of a groovy beat. It is Friday. Right? Better mouth for dinner on a Friday night. I'm hosting a party on Friday. on this Friday, it's Bob and Sherry. All right, my friends, welcome on in. It's the Friday edition of the Bob and Sherry Show. Everybody's in a very good mood here today, I hope. I know I am, because I have found Lamar's Christmas gift that I am going to be giving to him, and I am looking at a picture of it right now. Would you like to hear what it I'm is? So, I'm so excited. No! Can you keep it to yourself? <laughs> Just for- he can't no. keep a secret. You no, cannot. I cannot keep it to myself because we're on the radio. And then, you know, what would I be flapping my lips about? <laughs> so you're going to have to know, you know, in advance. <laughs> I am looking okay, at Bob. Right. a fresh package of Oscar Mayer bacon gummies. Oh! Bacon Whoa. gummies. Whoa. I... I had no idea, but it's a product that's out there right now. And I'm looking at this store shelf, and next to the Oscar Mayer bacon gummies, there is the Kraft macaroni and cheese gummies. They're gummies that are yellow, and they look like little elbow macaronis. No, no. What do the bacon gummies look like? What do the bacon gummies look like? They they focus on the macaroni and cheese one. I just see the side of, of the package there. But you're going to, you know, this whole gummy thing is so interesting to me. It started out as, you know, like these little candies for kids. And then the parents would try one of them. Like, you know, the fish gummies. Did you ever try those mm-hmm. red fish gummies? Those Swedish oh, fish. Swedish fish. Yeah. Swedish fish. yeah. Uh, the, the bacon uh, gummies look like strips of bacon. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> Now oh, I, 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 don't I don't want to concern you, but when I pulled this up on uh, when I pulled this up on Google, it's right next to the dog treats called begging strips. So be careful if you're ordering. <laughs> that works. Well, yeah, that works, doesn't bacon. it, Lamar? I just yeah, I just didn't yeah. want I didn't want bacon to be overshadowed by the uh, vegetable macaroni and cheese. 
<laughs> oh, vegetable. Yeah, yeah, right. That's, That's right. right. Where I live, He's where th- I live, macaroni and cheese is a vegetable. <laughs> exactly right. So, so you know, if you look at the history of the gummies, you got just the little ones the kids would go crazy for, you know, because the consistency of them is just amazing. And flavors are pretty good. And then the uh, Swedish fish, you know, older people kind of got into that a little bit. Um, and now I hate to say this. I was watching TV last night and I saw a commercial for gummy laxatives. I, hmm. well, the millennials are getting older. <laughs> what are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, you know what? It, this is the, the gummies are taking over. There's going to be a guy on death row, and the warden is going to come to the cell. He's going to go, "All right, Johnny, it's time. Uh, I ain't looking forward to this. Yeah, get on down here. Good news for you though is we got poison in a gummy. Oh, really? What flavor? Can I get strawberry? <laughs> They, they are so we tempting. We just They're, took a turn into the dark side. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I thought so. A little bit. Uh, well, tis the season and all that. Yeah, yeah right. Is. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. that's true. That's true. So um, I don't know what's coming up next, but they they literally. Well, then you have the Jimmy Buffett gummies, <laughs> which are yeah, spreading that's a whole like yeah, that's different, different products, different yeah, sort different of product. Oh, my God. Um, I told you the Martha Stewart CBD gummies, they're just CBD. They're delicious because, of course, they are because they're Martha Stewart. And my Twitter, I'm sorry, my X timeline, is choked with Cheech and Chong advertising their gummies, which are called Cruise Chews. Oh, is that right? Yep. What are they called? Cruise Chews. Chews. And it's Cheech and Chong, so you would hope that they would be on the bleeding edge of quality gummy product manufacturing. Well, Chong would be anyway. We know that for it a fact, should, right? It shouldn't be any second. Yeah, it shouldn't be second rate <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's a gummy world, I guess, right? I mean, they just, you, you got gummies for vitamins, gummies for everything. What What's the appeal? Is it the softness of the product, the way it uh, it, it, it is in your mouth, how it feels in your mouth? It's the texture, it's the taste, it's the and yeah. it's like a little more palatable because it's a mm-hmm. treat, right? So you might right. be willing, let's say you're a backed up millennial, you might be willing to eat three or four gummy laxatives because it's kind of fun and it's sort of like candy in mm-hmm. a way that you may not want to drink yourself a glass of something or take a pill, right? vitamins it's easier to get people that there's a reason why there are so many gummy vitamins i read once that it's easier to get adults not kids adults to take their vitamins if they're gummies oh no kidding is that right and i don't yeah. know why that yeah, I is see that. yeah except my mom when i go visit my mom uh-huh. she's like sherry take two of these and she shakes out my mom takes calcium because she has um issues with uh, osteoporosis and so she desperately is trying to prevent this for me. I think she gets these calcium pills from the large animal vet just outside St. George, Utah. Because <laughs> these, Getting older is hard. Yeah. She shakes a couple of these out and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I, that's like swallowing Ultraman's beta capsule. Like there's no way I'm getting that down. It sticks. Have you ever taken a pill so big that you can yeah. feel it sitting in your throat? Yeah. Refuses yeah. to yeah, budge? Yeah. 
Is that what they're like? Twice a day. Yeah. Yeah. Please turn that into a gun. It's coming your way, Lamar. It's coming your way. God bless you, Bob. I appreciate you. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. You guys, so I follow Matt LeBlanc on Instagram. You know, Joey Tribbiani from Friends. And uh, I'm scrolling my Insta, and there it is. He put up a post about Matthew Perry. And those two were not only um, friends in real life. Like that, the Joey Chandler relationship on Friends was one of like the centerpiece relationships of the show. And they had really great um, chemistry and amazing comedic timing. So before I read Matt LeBlanc's um, post about Matthew Perry, I thought it might be fun to kind of remember how much fun Chandler and Joey were. So here's a scene from the episode of Friends where Joey's thinking maybe he's going to get his own place. And they end up fighting like an old married couple about it. Can we drop this? I am not interested in the guy's apartment. Please. I saw the way you were checking out his moldings. (laughs) You want it. Why would I want another apartment? Huh? I've already got an apartment that I love. Well, I wouldn't kill you to say it once in a while. <laughs> All right. You want the truth? I'm thinking about it. What? I'm sorry. I'm 28 years old. I've never lived alone. And I'm finally at a place where I got enough money that I don't need a roommate anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't need a roommate either. Okay, I can afford to live here by myself. You know, I may have to bring in somebody once a week to lick the silverware. What are you getting so bent out of shape for, huh? It's not like we agreed to live together forever. We're not Bert and Ernie. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> so this, I mean, this just, man, this tore my heart up. So here's what Matt, Matt LeBlanc posted on his Instagram uh, with a carousel of photos. Matthew, it is with a heavy heart I say goodbye. The times we had together are honestly among the most favorite times of my life. It was an honor to share the stage with you and to call you my friend. I will always smile when I think of you, and I'll never forget you. Never. Spread your wings and fly, brother. You're finally free. Much love. And I guess you're keeping the 20 bucks you owe. <laughs> I thought the line, you're finally free, was very touching. Yeah. I read that. You're finally free. And you know, some people just have lives that are just absolutely so filled with angst and uh, anxiety and regret and all. And obviously, he, you know, you mix that in with the drugs uh, and you just have such a, a difficult time. I, I don't wish anybody to leave this earth, but uh, I think you are finally free, you know, and you will not have that pain. And, you know, um, yet another, as though we needed one more example of how fame and talent and wealth and beauty and all of that there there are no protection against being human right have you heard the michael j fox matthew perry story i have you want to tell it max it's really touching. yeah the um the two of them became friends they became close well i think they both had their struggles with alcohol and uh when uh michael j fox started the parkinson foundation uh, that he now has um, Matthew Perry gave him a million dollars when he started up. Matthew Perry had just 
had enough money at that point that he could afford to do that. He didn't tell anybody. Nobody told anybody until now that that's what Matthew Perry did. That's something. I know they make a lot of money, but a million dollars is still a lot of money to give away. Matthew Perry was a huge fan of Michael J. Fox. Huge fan. Would often, like in the early days of Friends, if you were following that kind of stuff, um, he would shout out Michael J. Fox's talent and his timing and what an inspiration he was. Yeah. And all the, you know, he made that donation back in the 90s. And that's how long that's been kept quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with each passing day, you're like, oh, my God, yeah, that, that really happened. That really happened. It's still hard to and believe. The, so hard to believe. And now the cast members of Friends are starting to come forward and speak. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and just a little reminder, when I was, I was watching um, Friends episodes on YouTube last night, especially looking for um, Joey and Chandler episodes, and, you know, the focus of the show was so much on the women, on Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. Really, when you think about it, Lisa Kudrow. But that, their partnership on that show, that relationship on the show was like, you couldn't have done it without it. You really could. Yeah, yeah. It was, so, a, it was yeah. a nice uh, dimension. You're exactly right. All so right, let me tell you, let me tell you, we got morons in the news next. And because it is Friday, the People's Movie Critic is reviewing... Priscilla. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Here we go! It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With Morons in the News. You hear about this thing happening all the time, but sometimes you say to yourself, yeah, that makes sense, but Does a guy really do that? I take you now to Whitefish Township in Michigan. Officials in Chippewa County said they were called to a fire in Whitefish Township. It was the third fire in the area in the past three months. Deputies said they watched surveillance video from a gas station across the road and identified Joseph Carl Halder, who's 35 years old, as the person who set the building on fire. Halder is a volunteer firefighter in the Upper Peninsula who had been working with the Whitefish Township Fire Department for several months. He's the guy, evidently, who's been setting these fires, the three fires, including the one I'm telling you about. And he shows up to either fight them or stand by in his uniform and watch somebody else fight them he was arrested he's being held this is a very serious crime he's being held on two hundred thousand dollars bond and if convicted convicted 10 years in prison so they don't they don't play they don't play with arson at all and they got especially the guy, if you're a fireman so. <laughs> especially if you're a fireman yeah, i know it yeah, that's right yeah, yeah. Well, let's go to Polk County, Florida, where a 37-year-old man ended a series of car burglaries with a high-speed chase and a crash. In Polk County, deputies were chasing Timothy Hogue, 37, of a Popka 
as he was speeding in a 2006 Cadillac CTS when he crashed into the building. Um, Hogue is facing charges of burglary of an unoccupied conveyance with an enhancement of crossing county lines, felony theft, fleeing to elude, conspiracy to commit burglary, possession of methamphetamine, what a shock, possession of marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia, and resisting arrest. You know, this is not that big a story, but what makes this story somewhat ironic is the neck tattoo that Hogue has that reads, all gas, no brakes. Evidently, he (laughs) drives that way. (laughs) No. Does yeah. it really? Yeah, yeah I, I got to oh pick Oh, if I were the judge, if I were the judge, <laughs> I'd just sit there and say, hmm. <laughs> Holy smoke. All gas, no brakes. Let's Love wrap that. up. Let's wrap up with something you would only see on I-95 in Florida. And we've got the video. We're posting it right now to the Bob and Sherry Facebook Um, A guy rolled video on the pickup truck in front of him cruising down I-95 with a massive shark hanging from the tailgate. You're not going to see that anywhere else. (laughs) No, that's right. (laughs) Anywhere else. Oh, God. Not anywhere in the United, not anywhere in the world. Only on I-95 near Hollywood, Florida, will you see somebody cruising down the road. And when I say massive, I'm talking like 10 feet long. Massive bull shark. Dang. Just dangling off the tailgate. Go check it out at the Bob and Cherry Facebook. And do not go anywhere. It is Friday. And that means it's the day the People's Movie Critic shows up with his review of Priscilla. Plus, we got some goofy family Thanksgiving traditions. A week ahead in your star chart with our astrologer, Charlie King. And Lamar has some feelings about the Golden Bachelor this week. Woo, buddy! It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, with the latest movie about Elvis Presley's life in theaters now, it's Sofia Coppola's Priscilla. Um, this seems like a good time to tell you that yesterday was the anniversary of Elvis making his big screen debut in the movie Love Me Tender, um, yeah. 1956. And can I tell you, the reviews were ghastly. Uh, <laughs> uh, he got better. Variety, I think he got better as an actor. Variety Magazine. This was his debut. <clears throat> Variety Magazine said, Appraising Presley as an actor, he ain't. Not that it makes much difference. There are four songs and lots of Presley wriggles thrown in for good measure. He was only 21 years old when he starred in Love Me Tender. And I will remind you, for anyone that doesn't stay up late watching Turner Classic, he played a guy named Clint Reno, which is such a good movie name. Clint Reno. It is. And Clint Reno was caught in a love triangle. It was Love Me Tender was a, a Western set in the Civil War era. And he was in he was in a love triangle with a woman and his brother, who was a veteran of the Confederacy. So this was his first movie, and the critics trashed it. Do you know how many more movies he did after that? Just a little trivia question. Any idea? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess probably about 35. Lamar, you want to take a shot? I'm gonna say 15. I, I was Bob's- gonna say 25. Bob is uh, Bob and Max. You guys split the difference. He did thirty films, 
So after he did Love Me Tender, the next year, Jailhouse Rock came out, and the year after that, King Creole. And those are considered classics of the 50s and Elvis Presley. King King Creole, I think he got some chops as an actor. He got a few good reviews on that one. I think that was his best movie. Well, uh, I'm trying to do the math in my head how many years this is. 20, 37 years? 47 years, 47 years. Um, since since yeah. he made his debut on the big screen. Right. And of course, now you can go see another take on The King's Life in the movie Priscilla. It's Bob and Sherry. The People's Movie Critics Review on Bob and Sherry is sponsored by Indeed. Attract, interview, and hire at Indeed.com slash credit. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Sofia Coppola's Priscilla. You know, if you're a devoted Elvis fan, this may not be the movie for you. If you love the movie from last year, Elvis starring Austin Butler, be happy with that and skip this. My wife Carla wishes she had skipped this. This movie is based on Priscilla's book, Elvis and Me. And this movie is not from Elvis's point of view. It is solely through Priscilla's eyes. For the record, I love Elvis. I'm a fan. I love his music. I've been to Graceland. And I have made my wishes known to my family that when I die, I plan on having an Elvis impersonator, the 68 Comeback Tour Elvis, not the overweight Elvis, sing How Great Thou Art at my funeral. Because nobody does it like Elvis. Especially the live version. Yeah. Yes, yes. And he's down on that knee with that hand. Mm -hmm. I want him, when he's finished, to dab the sweat off of his brow with a silk scarf and toss it to my smoking hot wife, Carla. Now, I say that so nobody thinks I'm dissing the king, because he is the king. But there are a few red flags and some uncomfortable moments in this movie. Elvis was a 24-year-old superstar when he met 14-year-old Priscilla. He didn't come to her house and sit on a swing on the porch. He took her to an adult party at his rented house in Germany with alcohol, drugs, smoking, and this does have a creepy vibe to it. Kaylee Spaney is a fantastic Priscilla, the 14-year-old, in love with one of the most famous men in the world. And she's even more so as Priscilla, the lonely, depressed 27-year-old who is stuck keeping the home fires burning at Graceland while Elvis is away for months at a time making movies and having affairs with his leading ladies. Now, Jacob, Jacob Elordi, that's his name. All right. He's a passable Elvis, although he's five inches too tall. The movie's titled Priscilla, not Elvis. So that's the main thing. But one thing you won't hear is any music by Elvis. Elvis Presley Enterprises refused to allow the use of any Elvis songs. Now, Mm. the movie's in three minutes. It's rated R for drug use and language. The movie did a tremendous job making us feel the loneliness of being surrounded by everything that money could buy, but being in a relationship where you were powerless isolated, and constantly cheated on. Now, there's nothing new to learn about Elvis here. We already knew at 24 he dated a 14-year-old. He did not do this in secret. He did it with her parents' blessing. Everybody knew it. And yes, it was a different time. 
Back then, 66% of doctors still thought smoking was, that's pretty good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Does that make it right? No. Does the fact that they did not have sex until their wedding night make it less creepy? No. The fact that drugs were a big part of his life is no surprise. They made him irrational and they fueled his violent outburst and actually caused his death. But knowing it is one thing. Seeing it on the screen is another. Especially when you don't get any of the great music, the silky voice, the gyrating dance moves, and the bigger-than-life charisma to distract you from the uncomfortable truth. What I'm left with is a very good movie that tells the story in the most straightforward way possible. It's a movie that is not fun to watch, and it left me more than a little depressed after seeing it. It is a movie that I'm glad I don't ever have to watch again. But it's also a movie that every Elvis fan should watch because Priscilla's side of this relationship deserves to be told. She's owed that much for sure. My score on this is five Budweiser's. It's a great movie. I, it's just not fun. Lamar yeah, told well me said. before before he did the review, he said, I'll, I'll tell you about this movie. You feel the loneliness in every scene. Yes. Like she you was really, lonely. You do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I can't believe? Uh, I don't know if it was tongue in cheek, but you're you're telling Carla, if I should die, uh, you want to hear how great thou art by Elvis at your funeral. I told Mary the same thing. Same song. Did you really? Yeah. But and now I, you're going to get want... an impersonator to do it. Um, you got to have an impersonator, no. man. No, 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 no. Oh I want God. the Where's actual. I, I want... Listen to me. I want the actual recording. There are three, I think of that song and there's a live version that he does in las vegas and the ending when the back when the backup singer the bass man goes low is incredible it uh it's a standing ovation and it's it's just it's one of my favorite songs yeah I just his had to voice put, is so powerful i just had to put in the book of bob in red ink funeral update exclamation point because for years, I have kept a list of the songs you wanted, and this was not one of them. I want, yes. told Mary, well, I you. want How Great Thou Art. Live version. Hey, I want to honor your, I want to honor your wishes you. if, if you, you go first. How Great yeah. Thou Art by Elvis, and you want the live version. Live version. I hate to yeah. see you cheap out. I hate to see you cheap out. You can actually have a man that does this for a living. Do it. A live band is better than the best DJ. A live band. Elvis, on I, stage at your funeral. If you, if you think at my funeral, I want some guy taking the attention away from me, <laughs> you're out of your mind. I go out the way I came in. I got a big listen, enough personality that Elvis this. impersonator ain't taking me out. <laughs> listen to this. How great Well, listen to the end. That ending. Hey, Lamar. Hey, Can Lamar. somebody testify? 
What? Yes. Yeah, you might right. want to. You might want to go ahead and find that Elvis impersonator because your review of Beckham last week has infuriated the soccer community. We got a little something <laughs> about that for you next. Okay. Yeah, right. Straight ahead. Oh yeah. Woo. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we knew this was going to happen. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. So uh, last Friday, the People's Movie Crew reviewed Beckham, the documentary on Netflix about David and Victoria Beckham. And um, at that point, Lamar felt that he would go ahead and reveal to the entire world what he thinks about soccer that it's boring and awful and stupid and he hates it and never wants to sit through another game as long as he lives and you know i wondered if folks would have some feelings about that and Mm. they do hit it max hi gang this is Teresa and charlotte lamar oh man you have done it now you have taken on the soccer community as a mom who went to those saturday morning games and where the dew was on the ground I had no idea what it was about, but all of my boys played, and one even played in college. We are now season ticket members at a local Major League Soccer team. I absolutely love this sport. Don't turn it down before you've actually been introduced or spent some time watching professionals play it. It's really cool, and the rest of the world thinks you're a moron. Talk to you later. never even gotten that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. My wife, Carla says the rest of the world is late to that game. <laughs> she was ahead of the oh, curve wow. on that. <laughs> wow. I can't understand why, why more Americans haven't said, you know, the rest of the world loves this sport. We're, we're sort of embracing it now, but not a hundred percent. There are a lot of people that agree with Lamar. They just, you know, I guess it's because we were brought up with the NFL and it's so rock'em sock'em with, with uh, soccer. You know, it's almost in a way like baseball. You've got to be patient. Mm. I, I, I mm. couldn't tell you. I don't, I mean, I don't understand really. I don't understand football. I, my husband's been trying to explain it to me forever. If soccer's on, it's on. I don't have a fight with it. But Lamar, I knew. I knew when you went for soccer. I knew you were yeah. going to pay for that. Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. If the rest of the world was right, we would be on the metric system here. But we're not. <laughs> we're not. Okay? Yeah, that's a I good remember, in America. I remember in junior yeah. high school, we had a two-year mm-hmm. plan. We're going to go metric. We're going to take all the cans and we're going to put millimeters on there. And then we're going to have mm-hmm. ounces in parentheses. I don't mm-hmm. even look at millimeters. I look in the parentheses. I don't care about none of that. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. You don't tell us what you're doing. We're going to go our own way. America. Yeah. Yeah. We're the right. Chuck Norris of countries. <laughs> You know, we kind of are in a way for better or for worse. I mean, look at the size of our cars. If we need to. (laughs) We look at the size of our cars compared to European cars for years. We're, you know, we're we're a country with a lot of big open space. We're going to have big open cars. That's just the way it's always been. You go to Europe and they have these little tiny cars for the most part. If you get hit one of them cars, 
you, yeah, they don't. They can't park them. I mean, think about right, it. The, right, right. The amount of space that we have in America has shaped everything about us. If you really think about they it, they can have they can have a bump up in the parking lot, and there'll be three fatalities. We can run a car through a convenience store, and the guy still gets out and <laughs> walks away. Man, we ain't worried about all that. We've had two of those stories and morons in the news in the last week. Yeah, I, I just, think I got I, another one. I mean, come on. I was. I was looking for something and um, I stumbled upon an old story from like last spring, an elderly lady drove her car through a convenience store. I mean, took out the plate glass, the displays, no one was hurt. I mean, her car was halfway into the convenience store. And when police came, she was just sitting there in the driver's seat, like, oh, what took you so long? Not a scratch. You're right. Yeah. Our cars can drive through a building. All right, yeah. Let me tell you this. A lot of people will take an American car and they will run it in through the store, bust every windows out to go in. They rob the store, put it in the same car, back it up and take off. In Europe, if you ran your car into a building, you're still there when the police get there. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's you can't right. Get, no, no, that's right. No, so no. You're me, over in me, the candy section. Maybe it's that's because right. I'm a mom or whatever, but let me just caution you about celebrating America because we can drive our cars into a store, steal stuff, and then make a good getaway. Yeah, That's maybe yeah. not the best way to celebrate no, know, American no. exceptionalism. People's we have beautiful <laughs> national parks, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up. Hey, we have a, we have a fun comedian meals. for you. Super-sized. We got that. We got a fun comedian for you, Dana Carvey. Everyone Needs a Laugh Ooh. is next. And then we got some goofy family Thanksgiving traditions. If you know the holiday just feels too much about food and football, we're going to throw some fun your way. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by the Banana Republic. It's time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And I think you're going to know this guy, Dana Carvey. I'm heavily medicated right now. I don't know about you guys. Don't you love the pharmacy? Don't you love the social dynamic of the pharmacy? I just love it. You know, you go in there, everyone's uptight. You know the the pharmacist in the white lab, you know, he's dipping into whatever they got back there. (laughs) And there's always an old guy off to the side who's clearly been there all day. Did my doctor call? (laughs) Did my doctor call? They always know his name because he's there, so no, Bill, he didn't call. Try the blood pressure machine again. That's always fun. When it's packed on a Friday afternoon, man, it's intense, and you're supposed to stay behind the privacy barrier so you can't hear what they're getting, you know? Don't you want to know what they're getting? Do you ever do an I Love Lucy where you just kind of creep up and look around? (laughs) What do they need to get through life? I hate it when you get a pissed off, sweaty, drugged out pharmacist on a Friday afternoon. The whole place is packed. He starts yelling out. You can hear what people are getting. It's embarrassing. I've got to pick up. I can't make out the name here. Pick up Zoloft, Imodium, and Ambien. Anybody? Pick up Zoloft, Imodium, and Ambien. Anybody? I need a nutball with diarrhea who can't sleep. Come on up. You sleepless, diuretic nutball. And then the guy has to do the walk of shame in front of everybody. (laughs) 
pick up Crestor and Plavix. I need a heart attack waiting to happen. Come on! Everyone's thinking, which ones am I taking? Propecia, Adderall, and Cialis. Pick up, I can't make it out. Propecia, Adderall, and Cialis. I need a cue ball who's too distracted to know he can't get in a Come on! <laughs> Is it me, or does it seem like the pharmaceutical companies are just making up diseases so they can sell us drugs? I mean, you watch TV, and it's just so weird. I'm waiting for, does your tongue seem smaller than it used to be? <laughs> you may be suffering from tiny tongue syndrome. Has the cat got your tongue? Afraid to eat ice cream in public? Introducing all new Tinaltra. Most patients experience some tongue growth in as little as four to six weeks. Get back in the game. Call your doctor. Get Tanaltra. Thank you, Tanaltra. Thank you. Because of you, my tongue is almost normal size. <laughs> Side effects include elongated torso, thick matted stomach hair, and sudden anal closure. <laughs> Dana Carvey. And we were just talking amongst ourselves in the break that he should have had the world's biggest career after Saturday Night Live. And Wayne's World? Yeah. For whatever I mean, reason. Every yeah. show that he seemed to get involved with flopped, and they never could seem to find the right vehicle for him. I mean, it's, certainly the guy's really talented. It's oh, so the unfair. Not the uh, we'll get it posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. You know, I saw a headline the other day, and I, I read it. A Florida mother is filing a lawsuit against American Airlines after she claims the airline lost her two children after putting them in a room overnight that was similar to a jail cell while they were traveling by themselves. Amber Vinsil alleges that her 12 and 10-year-old sons were left without food, water, blankets, or pillows after their flight was canceled. American Airlines officials told the mom, according to the suit, um, that her sons would be in a nice room for unaccompanied minors where there were beds and they had their own bathroom. A phone number that American Airlines provided was of no use. She spent hours trying to get a hold of them. She finally got in touch with an employee at the airport and they connected her with one of her kids. The son then rattled off horrifying details. They had not had anything to eat or drink since the night before. Not even the pretzel snacks that's on a plane. Uh, the, and the employee, whom Vincil uh, described as being very kind in the suit, was able to finally get the boys some food and something to drink. The worst part was they're in an airport. They could have been taken anywhere, said her attorney. Uh, Vincil was refunded $150 in fees for the unaccompanied minors' expenses, according to the lawsuit. Particularly offensive is that after learning of their clear failures, uh, the airline merely offered to a 
apologize and a refund, basically saying, sorry, we lost your kids, lady, but here's your money back. <laughs> the lawsuit is in <laughs> pursuit. <laughs> Wouldn't you be terrified, though? Your kids, their plane's canceled. You can't, you lose touch with them. You hadn't talked to them for 24 hours. Can't find them. That's crazy. I flew my girls as unaccompanied minors a lot when they were little to visit their grandparents. And this was my worst nightmare. Yes. Crazy. Although, although um, American Airlines has a stranglehold where I live. They, they yep. go, sorry, we lost your kids. Now get out of here. There'd be no money back. <laughs> This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. I don't look at Craigslist because I don't need a used lawnmower or a hooker. So um, I have really no idea how that (laughs) universe works. But somebody posted a shot they took of an ad for renting a house on Craigslist. And I'm just going to read it. Person, the guy's name is James. Um, running out a house with two bedrooms, one bath. It's a very casual house. I mean, really, really casual. It's got like a cement porch, uh, a couple of rough hewn uh, rails to uh, get up under the porch, and all. It's just, it, it, it's a fine house, but very, very casual. So, running out a house with two bedrooms, one bath, one thousand dollars. No dogs, no students, no parties, no animals. No young unmarried couples who are just going to fight and break up and then leave a mess. No nothing. Matter of fact, I don't even want to rent anymore. And y'all could go to hell. (laughs) 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 What happens to a man? How does how does a man arrive at that point in his life where he is he's seen it all? Because you know that he's rented this out before and a unmarried couple got into a fight, then broke up and just trashed the place and left a mess. This this man has seen a lot in life. Is there any way that a man like that can fight it and not become a grumpy old you-know-what? I think it must be the hardest. It's the last trick that a human being has to master. And I think it must be the hardest just based on how many grumpy people there are. Don't you think? Oh yeah. I was at Sam's the other day with Mary and she was doing the shopping. I had nothing to do. So I just walked around. You are, you are so right. There were so many grumpy husbands. I saw this one face and I went, wow, that guy is really, he is not excited about getting 12 rolls of toilet paper today. I can tell that. And then I just started picking up on other faces. And I don't know if, you know, the days are shorter now. Could it be something to do with, the, you know, the approach of winter, the holiday stress, whatever. But there were so many grumpy guys' faces. You do have I to just, fight it. You do have to fight it, I think. And, you know, a lot of people, like, as they get older, like, stuff hurts. And I think it That's is hard too. to be. Yeah. It is hard to be cheerful when something hurts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, true. like my friend Wendy and I, we were both of our husbands have spent their whole careers in construction and home building and they get injured. And then, you know, it hurts like Kev can predict he can predict the weather with his ankle. He can predict the um, changes in the Earth's electromagnetic field with his lower back. Like he's just this. You know what? He might be able to save local suffering. news. 
he might be able to save local news. I would you not turn into a weatherman who says instead of instead of AccuWeather, it's Kevin's ankle weather. (laughs) (laughs) And they take a tight shot of his ankle. And he says yeah, it's uh, throbbing today. I think we're going to have some rain for sure by afternoon. And so, his ankle is brought to you by Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> Kevin's ankle weather on your side. But, right. So, like, I think that to be fair, I think that for people who have, like, constant pain, it's hard yeah, to be that's true. cheerful, right? It is hard and to then be cheerful like the that. the yeah. older you get, the more you realize two things. One, there are no adults in charge anywhere. And two, mm-hmm. a lot of other people are just basically terrible. And so the mm-hmm. combination of your ankle acting up and no adults anywhere and people mm-hmm. being terrible, how are you supposed yeah. to be cheerful in the midst right. of all that? All y'all could go to hell. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hope that James gets a good renter, maybe a a single guy who's a uh, high school teacher, right? I hope he gets that guy because that's the only guy that I think James is going to be happy with. So I guess (laughs) fake it if you have to, you know, if if your ankle hurts, you know, you just have to fake it sometimes (laughs) if you're in a social situation. Listen, coming up. If your family has no goofy or silly Thanksgiving traditions, which I don't know anybody that does, we found some families that do, and these are good ones. We got them for you coming up. It's Bob and Shane. Yourmeowmart.com, a brand new online store featuring cat-themed merchandise for you or the cat lover in your world. Shirts, sweatshirts, phone holders, coffee mugs, and one-of-a-kind custom items. New items are being added every day. Every day. Yourmeowmart.com. Check out the store. Yourmeowmart.com. That's Yourmeowmart.com. Use the talk back, feature talk back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. So I was thinking last night, Lamar, that you're um, you're just over a couple of months now in your new exciting full-time life here <laughs> on the Bob and Sherry show. And I, I can s- sometimes, especially at the end of the day when we're, we're done working and we're all just kind of hanging out and chatting, I can hear Carla sometimes in the background and I'm beginning to detect to detect what we call the shift. <clears throat> and here's what that means. Um, before you are here on the Bob and Sherry show, they, they're real fans. Once you join it, they don't listen so much anymore. And they're openly hostile and or critical. And I, am I right, Max? Amen. <clears throat> the shift. Um, Bob, Bob married a woman who, um, saw him on TV on PM magazine when she was um, a young teenager and said, that's who I'm going to marry someday. Then she became a listener to the Bob and Sherry show. <laughs> All those days are over. Um, same thing happened. You know, to it's true. It's true. Yeah. She, she wanted to meet me cause she watched me on TV and then she moved. She and her first husband moved uh, two or three times and they were Bob and Sherry markets and she kept listening. So I, I was a constant. And right now, I could walk through the uh, living room while Golden Bachelor is on naked, and she wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, even look over because Golden nah. Bachelor is on. Nah. If she had the choice between <laughs> listening to our show or the emergency broadcast system, I'm going to tell you she's going to tune into the EBS to see what's going on. So has it started for you, Lamar? Because I thought I detected it. 
the other day in the background. You know, at first she would, uh, she was listening, she would download some stuff and she would listen. And then she started listening to my podcast and said something about the podcast. He goes, yeah, I, I hadn't, I just hadn't had a chance. <laughs> Oh, like, what's what's stopping you? She's yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get around to it. I'm gonna get around to it. So, yeah, that's because uh, I think she feels like she gets enough of it. Because <laughs> you know what, I'm, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that as the reason. And Sherry, you should embrace it too. They get enough of our wonder during the week. <laughs> they live with it. Yeah. They See, live I, with our wonder. Yeah, exactly. See, I exactly. came from a, I came from a different spot as y'all. When I first met my husband, <laughs> he had never ever listened to the show. Um, Carla had never listened on, to the show when I met her. Never. Yeah. Never. Like when he was on job sites, they were either listening to um, classic rock or um, Spanish language radio. Like he never listened. He knew of the show. He had heard of the show and decided without ever listening to it that I was just probably a real pain in the you know what. And that he couldn't even and now he's living what, it. What Bob could be now he's living it and he knows he was right. His early assessment was correct. Right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah, just doing a little check-in, you know, want to yeah. make sure everything's you're happy, you know, is it you're fulfilled. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. spouse now holds you yeah. in contempt. You know, that's how you know that it's really working, that you're really here. She's she's reached the point now, if we're out somewhere and we see somebody that recognizes me or whatever, they come up and they start and they and they look at her and they go, Oh God, it must be so much fun with <laughs> living with him because because he's so so funny. And she can just look at her face and she goes, Oh yeah. It's a barrel of laughs. Hey, listen. Oh, I know listen. that. Max and, Max and Bob will tell you. Now she's like, oh, it's a barrel of laughs. The day is coming where she'll detect it and she'll she'll beat tracks to get it as far away from it as possible. She'll pull away. She won't even yeah, be standing there. She won't even hear it. That's right. Am I right, That's guys? Right. You're right. Yeah. But Jerry. once again, we've discovered Lamar has has discovered the secret. Yeah. There's just so much wonder, you know, being around yes. us. They they can't yes. take anymore. It's it's like a, a steak that is delicious. They just can't eat too. That's the way we oh, need you to can't, look at yeah. it. Yeah. Just a nibble here and there. It's so yes, exactly. decadent yeah. and rich and good. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Glad to see everything's moving along right yep. on schedule for yep. you, Lamar. Just like you thought. <laughs> oh, and hey, if you missed Lamar's review of Priscilla, the new movie about Priscilla and Elvis, oh, oh my. it's up at bobandsherry.com, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Oh <laughs> All right, straight ahead. Let's get you some goofy Thanksgiving traditions for your family. Let's make it fun. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by The Crown on Netflix. Part one of The Crown's final season is now streaming. Part two premieres December 14th only on Netflix. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. So I read this adorable thing about silly family Thanksgiving traditions. And I sat with uh -huh. that for a minute and thought, we don't have any silly family Thanksgiving traditions. And 
I'm not sure I know anybody that has a silly family Thanksgiving tradition, or do I? Do any of you you grow up with like a goofy Thanksgiving tradition? Before I tell you something, no, no, no. There was there was nothing silly because my mother was always worried that the turkey was going to be dry. That's basically what I remember of my childhood. It It wasn't a constant. (laughs) It wasn't a constant tradition, but right. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, my dad would be sober on Thanksgiving. Not all the time, mm-hmm. but every once mm-hmm. in a while. And that was very goofy for us. It was very goofy. Was yeah, it better or it worse? Was. was it better or worse when your dad? Oh, that's oh, a it good was, question. It was actually better. Yeah, it was better because yeah. it's not as appetizing for me to eat my cornbread dressing when he's face down in his. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, you can't argue with you there. It takes away the yeah, holiday fair. spirit. You know what I'm a saying? A little bit, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, Bob, um, I just think you landed on something. I think the reason that two generations of Americans cannot abide the word moist is because we all had someone like Aunt Whitney going, you know, if you want the turkey to be moist, you got to burn. That's true. That's very true. And then exhale that cigarette smoke yeah. after the statement. Right after it. Right yeah. on the turkey, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So um, oh, some man. of the families in this story that I read that have goofy traditions are really adorable. Like one of these guys said that he and his wife and kids, while they're cleaning the turkey prior to cooking it, they name it and they put on music and dance with it. He said, my parents did it when I was a kid. But now I do it with my kids. My kids do look at me like I'm nuts. There's something. It does sound kind of insane. Savage. It's a, yeah, it's a it little bit savage. Ooh, a little insane. Your name is yeah. Percy. We're going to eat you. We're going to eat you. Percy, <laughs> we're going to eat you now. <laughs> um, here's another family. And this one, this person said, I can't believe everyone doesn't do this. Um, the whole family comes into the kitchen and thanks the turkey as it goes into the oven. Again, I feel oh, that's a that little- is so dark. Bob, Thank that you. reminds me of when your kids were little and you went to the beach with, with um, oh, I was about to say your name, with a friend who thanked the we crabs. We caught crabs. <laughs> we caught crabs. We went crabbing. And my kids were like six, four. And um, she was, um, uh, I think she was a vegan. And uh, she was against this, but she went along with it. The pot is boiling and she picks it up and calls the kids around and says, kids, We'll name him Otto and let us thank him for giving up his life so that we can enjoy some crab. And in he goes, every kid, no, not Otto. I love Otto. There was no more sensitive, tenderhearted child than Landon. Landon. I'm surprised Landon could function to this day after that. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, now this one, this one is, is, I know a lot of people that do this. Um, this family says, as we finish up Christmas, I mean, Thanksgiving dinner, we start celebrating Christmas. And when the children were little, um, we would set out crafts and they would make a Christmas gift for their parents, you know, in another room, which I think is actually really sweet. And brilliant. Yeah, that's cool. It keeps them busy and brilliant too. Yeah, it is sweet. It keeps them busy and it's this, it teaches them, you know, the, the spirit of giving and all of that. 
Um, this right. next one I don't know. I don't do, but I'm going to I'm going to try this. Um, every Thanksgiving, they call it PJ Turkey Day. Everyone in the family wears pajamas to Thanksgiving dinner. And if they invite people to join them, they're told, hey, wear your pajamas. That's what we do here. PJ Turkey Day. Thoughts? I love that. I love I that. I do that. too. Why I, do you- <laughs> I love that. I just, I don't want to be invited to somebody's house and got to show up in pajamas. Oh really my God. Don't. It's I, if so it's, fun. If, it's the play, if I'm invited to the Playboy Mansion, okay. But uh, well, you're you know, not. that doesn't exist you're anymore. Not. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Um, let's see. Here's another family that says. Wouldn't it, wouldn't stop- it be funny if you showed up for a uh, family's PJ night and um, one of the uh, female guests comes down in lingerie, you know? <laughs> that would be awkward. Oh, that's that- Aunt Peggy. <laughs> She's been hitting the amaretto. <laughs> I want to see inside your head, Bob. I just want to see in there. It's just a peek. I don't want to stay in there. I just want no, to you don't want to be there at all. Hey, <laughs> bring a flashlight, okay, my friend? I've been. Yeah, it's dark. And finally, There's this Peggy. Little... She's not dating. She hasn't been dating recently. <laughs> this one's a little weird, but we'll close with it. This family stuffs their Thanksgiving turkey with cereal. Every year, they pick a different cereal. Sometimes Mm. it's sugary, and sometimes Mm. it's silly. One year, they stuff their turkey with grape nuts. Why why did the the Midiguns hate food? I don't know. I don't know. That sounds awful. What is wrong with Why is there Captain Crunch in the turkey? We'll get this posted up on Facebook if you want to steal some of these ideas. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry store. We know the holidays are coming. Don't wait to the last minute. Then you'll straight be bumming. Cooking with Cat's Cookbook Package with a tacky apron. You can wear it anytime you're frying the bacon. The Bob and Sherry store. It's really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at bobandsherry.com. The shipping is for free. Spend over $75. Come on down to the Bob and Sherry store. Give us a holler. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. I belong to an online group called um, The Worst Album Covers of All Time. And I get about three of them a day. And I just love this group. You should join. A guy whose name is John posted, this is my first contribution, and it's a picture of, a picture of an album cover of a guy with a uh, yellowish shirt, a white tie, green pants, and white cowboy boots, and he's kneeling in front of a tombstone. His name is Freddie Gage, and the name of the album is All My Friends Are Dead. Um, <laughs> And then then you go to the comments, and the first comment is from a guy named Rue. And he says, don't be friends with Freddy. (laughs) 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 I just can't get enough of this thing. All my friends are dead. Got it. Chris says, I don't want to be Freddy's friends. Oh, and another person says, what does this tell you about Freddy? Oh. <laughs> All my friends are dead. And Mary Bell <laughs> says, 
and just capitalized letters, who killed them? <laughs> who killed them, Freddy? <laughs> All my friends are dead. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't think it broke through in the Billboard Top 100, but I'm glad Freddy got it done because it has just made my day. That just cleared my sinuses. I laughed so much when I saw this thing. Worst album covers of all time. I highly recommend it. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Podcast. You know, Carla and I really got hooked on this Golden Bachelor thing. And I've been saying all along, this is going to be a continuing show because it's so much different than the regular Bachelor or some of these other off-brand shows of in paradise and all this where all these people are in their 20s and 30s and they're just gross and they talk about all kinds of crazy stuff but here we have a group of elegant ladies that are in their 60s to 70s you've got this bachelor that is such a polite and super guy and we're just watching this and carla and i are trying to pick out who's going to be the one and all this kind of stuff so last week we tuned in and they got all everybody together because he's got it down to two women. So he had it down to three. He picked the two that he's going to stay with. So, you know, they're interviewing her and talking to him. But all the women are there and they're dressed so nice and everything is going great. And I've had my favorites on there. And one of my favorites <laughs> was Sandra. She's 75. An elegant, elegant woman. Uh, you would never think she was 75. She's just very great speech and talk and everything. Well, they're sitting there and they do a clip of her and she's getting interviewed and she's sitting in the chair and she starts mentioning something about she ate some ice cream and she's uh, lactose intolerant or whatever. And during the middle of the interview, before she leans over on her left hip and raises herself. And I don't know what else to say other than she has some distress she passes gas for like 15 seconds and and i'm looking at this and, and i'm like Whoa. and when she gets through she straightens up and goes now what was the question what, what how how oh are we seeing God, this on tv what? i saw oh that and I, I had the same reaction i could uh, not believe it uh, and you know the producers were uh, saying everybody's going to talk about it and i guess we are Oh, well, yes, we are talking about it. And then Susan starts talking about how she has this terrible situation with her stomach. And she's going, if you could see what I left in the bag. Oh, sh shut up, Susan. Good and she goes, Lord. somebody, she goes, it was the guacamole that Edith made. And Edith goes, no, it was what? your meatballs. And Susan's like, I've eaten meatballs all my life and I've never left nothing. I'm like, stop. This is way more information <laughs> that I, listen. If I was in a bar, if I was in the Hell's Angels clubhouse, I wouldn't expect <laughs> to hear as much of this. But these women, they're grandmothers, they're mothers. And I, listen, if, I, if I'm the Golden Bachelor guy, if I, I'm going to them and say, that rose I handed you a few weeks ago, give it to me. And I would rip the rose apart, yeah. and I would grind it with my heel, and I would stomp <laughs> it in the ground. I mean, good gosh. Good I God. agree with you. Go. Don't stop. Don't stop. That is so right one, on. At one point, he, this woman, he's on her little private date, and she's like, oh, excuse me, wait just a minute. I've got a terrible gas. Whoa, whoa. Let me tell you something, lady. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. You're on a date with me, and you mentioned that you've got terrible gas? I don't even know you. 
I will leave you in that restaurant. I will leave you with the bill. I will drive off. I, I, I could not believe here's, this. Here's the question. Here's God. the question. Was that actually a normal reaction from those two women? Or were the producers, who are probably millennials, were they saying to each other, we got to do something and we're going to use the age thing. What can we do that'll really be shocking? And then did they go to those women and say, I don't know if you can conjure this up, but we would like you to do this. What, Sherry, what do you think? You've been around media forever. I think that it's so hard to get by in this um, world. And people see that if you can just go viral, you can end up making a killing, in this case, with a Beano endorsement and possibly mm. <laughs> a spot in another drug ad. And I'm thinking this lady went, you know what? I am 75 years old. I am tired of working for the man. Gary's not going to pick me. I'm about to become the next spokes- spokesperson for Milk of Magnesium. That's what I think is happening. So you don't think the producers set it up? If if my um, mother if my mother was on that show and a producer came to her and said, "Here's what I want you to do on camera," I would drive to his house and pull him out of his house and beat his ass on the front lawn. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm that sorry. Is, that I'm is a new it. low. I'm hey, not done. My golden mom, bachelor, done. Done with him. My, done with the golden my mom is golden bachelor contestant age worthy, and there's nothing that would convince her to go along with that cool i'm done well said more i'm proud of you dead to me dead i to am me. i am proud of you <laughs> this is bob and sherry leave us a talk back talk back with the free bob and sherry app we are thankful for teachers who support guide and mentor in and out of the classroom if you're a teacher or you know one you can nominate them at bobandsherry.com to win a vacation to florida weekly winners are chosen to win bob and sherry swag and they're nominated to win the monthly grand prize from visit florida a three-night vacation for two to margaritaville beach resort fort myers beach plus round trip airfare and vehicle rental Nominate a deserving teacher at bobandsherry.com. So I read a thing in the New York Times about gifts that people are going to be giving this year. One of the more traditional gifts, and I don't want them, are pajamas. (laughs) But pajamas are flying off the shelves and they are being ordered online like never before. And the reason is... Not because people are getting together for the family photo like Mary and I did with our kids last year, which actually worked out pretty good. I like the photo a lot. Uh, They had red and white uh, plaid uh, pajamas in it. Everybody liked it. Nobody complained. The reason people are giving and wanting pajamas is the pajama has become the number three style of clothing in America. The first style is workwear or going outwear. The second style is leisure wear, and that's everything from sweatpants to uh, uh, what, what What do you call the tight, tights uh, that yoga women pants, wear? Le- yoga yoga pants, pants, leggings, leggings, that sort of thing. Yeah, and, uh, and shorts, and y- we know what most of us live in most of the time. And the third type is pajamas, because there are still a lot of people working from home, and they have decided... They're not putting on 
anything else but pajamas a lot of the week. Now, I've got to I got to get out of my sweatpants when I get up and out of bed and into some regular clothing to work, even from, you know, the sunroom studio here. But there are folks that are, you know, they're cool with that and they're not on camera. Um, and that's what they're doing. And so the idea of getting pajamas is really a cool thing. So because you're actually going to. Yeah, you're actually going to wear them. them now. Yeah, you're going to use them. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying heads up. If you're looking for somebody who does work from home and we have in our family a couple of people who do that, not full time, but, you know, part of the time, it might not be a bad thing. There's there's just something about being in pajamas at two in the afternoon that just makes me feel no, it makes me feel like a loser. What do you think, Lamar? That that's not for me. Pajamas are to put on when you're watching the last couple of TV shows before you go to bed. They are to be taken off when you get up, not after you've (laughs) run to Walmart and got you some oranges and crap. Okay. No, no. Take them off before you leave the house. You can take the dog out with them on if you put a house coat on. Otherwise you're sad. (laughs) You are freaking sad. You give up. I totally You're one agree. step away from Velcro walking shoes in that creamy That's right. color. Just say it. And, and, and by the way, speaking of which, when have Americans become so adverse to tying their shoes? I keep <laughs> seeing these ads. Get these new shoes. And you know what? You don't have to tie them. Just put your foot in them. Why hate tying up your shoes? It's not that hard. I know some My folks mom- do have problems. My mom, now she's 81, so cut cut her some slack. She yeah. has those slip-in sketchers that you don't have to tie yeah. or touch or anything. Right, and but she's they look like, like, I'm telling you She's why. like, Sherry, I love them. But I'm, she needs a hip replacement, so it's hard for her to get down on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Okay? No, I, I, I'll that, give her a pass. That's it. A lot of baby yeah. boomers are aging. It's hard for them to bend down and tie shoes, and so that's why. I'm telling you yeah. that's what it is. No, you want to tell you right. something. You want right. to tell you something. When you find something that's hard for you to do, and I don't want to be a hard ass here, but I, and I know there's all kinds of circumstances, but overall, when you find something you're having a hard time doing, you need to do it ten times more than what you're doing. Oh you my what I'm god! Saying? What is it with you and my husband with this motion is lotion woman? <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, if, listen, she's eighty one. She's 81 with a bad hip. That is that. Well, I'm sorry. That's the exception to the rule. I'm talking about a normal person that has no kind of any kind of situation. It's just I'm old and I can't get down in the floor. And when I get down, I can't get up. Well, then get down in the floor and get up about 20 times a day. If you will do that, you'll get well, you can do it. Come on. No, I agree with him. No, no, wait a minute. He's right up to uh, to a certain point. If you have somebody in your family who has, well, uh, in need of a hip replacement or some sort of uh, problem physically, that we, you know, that's fine. But if you don't move around, I don't care if you're 40 years old, if you don't move around, your body starts to atrophy. And now you've got some real problems. That's what happens. Sit down Yeah, yeah. So you're right. You're right. I mean, I have a a friend and he and his wife, and, and they laugh about it. Yeah, uh, they get into their pajamas. The kids just left the house. They now they're ne- empty nesters at four o'clock in the afternoon. And I can't do it. I can't be in I, front of my wife at four in the afternoon wearing PJs. You know what? You know what? 
I know my wife loves me. Carla loves me more than anything because she's constantly saying, I'll say, well, can we get, get out of the chair and go get it? Bring me this, bring me that. She's trying to help me. I know she is. She's not lazy sitting love. on the couch. She that loves me enough woman. to make me get yeah. up. And oh, when we get ready to go to bed, she goes, I forgot to get my water. Can you go back? Can you get out of the bed and walk around the bed and go into the kitchen and get the water that I forgot? That's love. Hey, that, is, that is love. It's love. I appreciate it. I know, it. I I know we're wrapping it. this up, but um, you know why our wives don't want to see us in pajamas at four in the afternoon? Too tempting. Yeah. We're too tempting. Yeah. I didn't mm. want to say it because, you know, I'm a married woman. It's unseemly. Yeah, but, mm, I appreciate mm, that. Yeah, that's yeah. decent of you. All right, now, it's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Every day we have a different theme in the chat room, and today is Mocktober, and I, we thought we would focus on the secret nicknames that your um, significant other does not realize that he or she has. Well, we had a call on it last week. That's where the, the woman came from. The woman, the kids, and all of the friends refer to her husband as Captain Crazy. Yeah. The captain has no idea. Well, they call him the captain, too, which I think is even more mocking. More insulting. It yeah. is, don't you think? Like, you have lots of nicknames, but you know what they are. Like, oh, yeah. She calls me doo-doo head right to my face. And ding-dong. Yeah, ding-dong. Mm-hmm. And then you've got all your names In a here. loving way. In a loving way. The first uh, couple of times uh, I was referred to as doo-doo head, um, I-, I didn't know quite what to say. Yeah, both my exes call me that, too, but they use <laughs> yeah. a different uh, terminology. Yeah, yeah right. Euphemism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've seen it on documents, too, when I've signed them. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's loving. Very, very loving. Just sometimes, uh, you know, we have our our ups and downs in life and our little quirks in our personality. And he is Captain. And her friends will text, oh, I hope you're not bringing the captain to the game tonight. Yeah. Because of his various, very picky. And the and, and she, she talks to the kids and says, uh-oh, here comes Captain Crazy. And they nod. The uh, growing up, all the women in my family, all their husbands, all the uncles, everybody had a name they didn't know about. Like what? Code names. Well, some of them I can't really say. Uh huh. Um, my father, was... my father's was the king. But did but, he know but, that he was? the king? Yeah, he knew he was the king. Yeah, and his his friends. But even as a kid, I could I could tell my friends were mocking him by calling him. Oh, the king is here, and well, I I knew there was some mocking going on. Well, like my Uncle Joe, um, his name was Pickle Jar, but he didn't know that his name was Pickle Jar. Mm-hmm. And just in case you're, I can't even, I could tell you how he got the nickname Pickle Jar, but mm-hmm. your reaction would be so over the charts. It would be so unbearable that I don't even know that I want to go there to tell you how Uncle Joe how got bad, the name Pickle Jar. How bad could it be? It's pretty bad. Uncle Joe was a drinker. He was a heavy drinker. I know where you're going. I, I, he was I, a heavy, heavy. No, please don't do this. He was a heavy I'm asking drinker. you for the sake of the show sure, and my own tell sanity. Me, please tell me. Tell him when we're please off the me. air. I know what he was doing. You don't. It's yeah, worse do. than that. It couldn't be worse it's than worse that. It's worse than that. Get it's out worse of here. Than, it's, he got the name Pickle Jar, and it is so much worse than anything you're imagining. That if I told you, you'll you'll just be beside you yourself. Can't you euphemism it up? I can, but he'll still. All right, I'm going to try. But be prepared, okay? I get to okay? stop it at, at any point. Um, he was a drinker. And when he wasn't drinking, he was a sweet guy and didn't have much to say. But when he was drinking, he was lampshade on his head. Uh-huh. 
And he was constantly going on and on and on about how his wife didn't believe anything that he told her. And he, he was, he would get liquored up after work. He went to work every day, but he would come home and he would sit out in his garage. He had like a little man cave out in the garage and Mm. he would drink. And he was complaining that he was having certain issues with his digestive system. And she wouldn't believe him. Well, can I tell you, it wasn't that she didn't want to believe him. It's just that she didn't want to have to know about it, talk about it, or think about it. Her feeling was, can you not just keep that between you, God, and the Tidy Bowl man? Because I don't want to know. I'm getting close here. And he <laughs> was insistent that, that she oh, believe no. him. and no. And so no. he produced. Wow, enough. It was That's like a courtroom. It. He That's had to produce. He produced evidence. Exhibit A. That's it. In a Vlasic pickle jar. God, oh, jeez. Got really, he was really liquored up, but good. And he came down the stairs with it in the Vlasic pickle jar and said, Stop. Patsy, I told you something was wrong with me. If she didn't want to hear it, why didn't you bring it to the rest of us? That's the wife. She didn't want to know about it. I don't want. Why should I want to know about it? Well, there were other people there. A man does that. There were other people there. Oh, you have got to be kidding! Sitting around the kitchen table, I come from very social people. This is like Borat. And um, afterward, he was known henceforth as pickle jar. As pickle jar, he'd have to be. Um, And I asked my grandma, black hair. I heard these stories growing up, right? And when I finally got old enough to realize, like, what really went on, mm-hmm. I said to my grandma, black hair, and she, I said, well, you saw it. Do you think there was something wrong with him? <laughs> Always the one who's concerned. <laughs> Always concerned about others. I love that about you, dear. <laughs> and my grandma, black I don't want to know. Don't tell me. I need to know, Sherry. No, you have please. to tell me. No, you'll regret it. At this it. point, you You're have gonna to. You're going to regret it. You have to. Will. Come on, you have to. My grandma oh, black hair said, it. oh, please, it didn't look any different from oh, anything. Heinz leaves in the yard. <laughs> Stop it. That was the schnauzer. Stop it. I'm glad Stop you, it. Jerry, I am so glad you said uh, that it was the dog. Heinz was the schnauzer. You know, that actually, that's la- true. Another I'm layer relieved. to this story. I'm relieved about that, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've all been there. Oh, well, you know yes. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, th- hey, thanks for raising it back up t- to a socially acceptable w- way of relating a story. Oh. So can you understand why I'm trying so Monday hard? It's only and this is going on. Can you understand why I try so hard to raise my own children differently than, oh, yeah. than this? Yeah. So that's how Uncle Joe got the name Pickle Jar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, beat that. <laughs> Beat that. We got a salami roll or something for you. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. Mary and I went to a wedding about a month ago, and it was so cool. At the reception, the bride and the groom had rehearsed their dance, and it was really spectacular. He's swinging her around. She's swinging him around. And everybody loved it. I couldn't do that sort of thing, but I'd love to see it. Didn't you have somebody in your family, Sherry, that did something similar like that? Both um, our oldest, Andrew and Maggie, had choreographed um, dances. And in fact, Karamia's dance teacher taught them their dance, taught Andrew and Leah their um, reception dance. Yeah, Yeah, it was so cool. That's very cool. This one tops them all, tops them all. 
This was the post. My fiance's sister got married a couple of years ago. Here's the scene. The groom and the best man and all of the groomsmen and the bridesmaids are at the altar. They're all waiting for the bride. The bride approaches, people turn to look at her, and this is the music she walked down the aisle to. No! No! <laughs> I would have given anything to have been at that wedding. What a great sense that of That must humor. have been hilarious. <laughs> She's got the gown on, the whole thing, and then he takes her hand. I don't know who that woman was, but I love her. I think she's fantastic, and they're going to be married forever. This is Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.